0: Hi interns and welcome back. I just want to take a quick second of your time before we dive into the story. If you know of a case of medical malpractice, misdiagnosis, misogyny, or a medical mystery that you'd like covered, connect with us on Instagram at Miss Medical Podcast or email us at missmedicalpodcast at gmail.com. If you've been enjoying the show, Please consider leaving a rating or review on whatever platform you listen on. And if you really love the show, join our intern team on Patreon. Now, on to our story. Welcome to the Miss Medical Podcast Diagnosis Flatline. I'm your host, Destry Godwin. Miss Medical explores stories of misdiagnosis, malpractice, mysteries, and misogyny. You're my interns, and this is where true crime and medicine collide. This is Miss Medical. Today's episode takes us back to 2014 in Maryland, USA. It's there that we meet Karen Kane. Karen was generally healthy, but when she had started experiencing abdominal pain, she went to see her doctor about diagnostic testing. She had a family history of pancreatic cancer, which can be notoriously difficult to diagnose in the early stages because it causes so few symptoms. Considering this risk, her doctor referred her to see a gastroenterologist at the Gastro Associates Clinic. It was there that she met with Dr. Candlewall in April of 2014. After reviewing her concerns he recommended a diagnostic procedure called an endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography. And that's a mouthful, so we call it an ERCP for short. The test is somewhat similar to a reverse colonoscopy. The doctor uses a scope which is inserted through the mouth, to view and identify issues within the liver, the pancreas, and other parts of the upper digestive system. You might already be familiar with a similar procedure called an endoscopy. The key difference here is that an ERCP uses contrast dye and x-rays in addition to the scope itself to create images. Beyond images, an ERCP can also be used for treating various conditions. It's considered a minimally invasive procedure, but it is high risk and requires a highly trained specialist to perform it. For diagnostic purposes only, it's not typical to have an ERCP right away mostly because there are just so many other imaging tests that are less invasive and have less risk involved that can be used first, primarily CT scans or MRIs. Karen, of course, was not a doctor and trusted that the ERCP must be warranted given her family history. Her understanding was that there was fairly minimal risk to the procedure. She consented to have the test done, not knowing how much that decision would change her life. Shortly after the procedure, which had seemed to go smoothly with no reported complications, she was overcome with severe abdominal pain. Knowing something wasn't right, she immediately returned to the local emergency room. She explained the excruciating pain she was in and told the doctor she had just recently had an ERCP procedure done. By then, the diagnosis was easy for the physician. He diagnosed her with post ERCP pancreatitis clarity, and for all of my interns out there, that term literally translates to inflammation of the pancreas following the ERCP. You might be thinking, I mean, that doesn't sound all that serious, right? I mean, wouldn't you kind of expect when you're stuck a scope down there and you're poking around that maybe something's going to get swollen? But you would be very sorely mistaken. Karen had to remain in the hospital for nearly a year while they tried to stabilize her symptoms. Your pancreas serves a very important role in your life. It's responsible for producing enzymes that help you digest foods and produces hormones that are responsible for helping your body process sugar, primarily that hormone being insulin. Pancreatitis can sometimes be mild and resolve quickly, but there are some serious side effects that can stem from more serious or chronic cases. It can cause kidney failure, breathing problems, infections malnutrition, diabetes, and even increase your risk for developing pancreatic cancer. This risk specifically for that pancreatic cancer is especially alarming for Karen given that she already has an increased risk from her family history. Karen's pancreas became seriously damaged after the ERCP, when enzymes that are used for digesting foods became trapped inside the pancreas. There's no treatment for pancreatitis itself, just symptom management, which involves Karen having to take a multitude of pills every time she eats that will simulate the enzymes her pancreas is no longer able to produce. Without these pills, her body couldn't digest her foods and absorb the critical nutrients that she needs to, I mean, stay alive? After she had started to come to terms with her new normal, I guess, she found herself in disbelief that this could have even happened. She replayed the conversations she'd had before the procedure over and over in her head, but she couldn't remember any mention about the risk of pancreatitis. This led her to file a lawsuit against the doctor who performed the procedure and the clinic where he was employed. The case was heard in court, and Karen's argument centered around informed consent issue of whether or not the risks of the procedure had been clearly communicated so that she could make an informed decision. The jury found that Miss Kane had not been adequately informed of the risks involved, especially the specific increased risks to her personally due to her age and her gender. The jury also found that the procedure itself had very little chance in actually benefiting her in any way. In other words, the risk of the procedure far outweighed any potential benefit, and that had also not been clearly explained to her. The jury awarded Karen $1 million towards her past medical expenses— $1 million for lost wages, $72,000 for future medical expenses, and $3 million for non-economic damages, which is kind of more aligned with like your pain and suffering for a total awarded amount of $5 million. Now, as we know, it is never that simple. Due to Maryland's cap specifically on non-economic damages in healthcare malpractice cases, which seems like an oddly specific thing to create a cap for, but essentially that $3 million that had been awarded would be reduced to only 740000 Leaving a realistic total award amount of just under three million. For Karen, though, it wasn't just about the money. While the verdict will certainly help her to navigate through future medical expenses, and will give some relief to how much the procedure has already altered her life, the verdict was most meaningful in providing validation. Ms. Kane's lawyer stated, quote, we feel validated by the jury's verdict, which was well reasoned. We're grateful to the jurors who looked at a lot of medical literature in this case and really dug into the statistics related to this procedure. I think ultimately, this jury verdict demonstrates that physicians have a responsibility to their patients to give them all of the information they need to make intelligent and informed decisions about their medical care. End quote. The doctor who lost this case, however, may have felt differently. Well, at no point did the trial focus on whether the procedure itself had been botched and instead focused just entirely on Karen not being fully informed of the risks, Dr. Candlewall's attorney said that the doctor respected the verdict, but also left us with these words, Quote, he felt what he had done for this patient was the correct course, but unfortunately, she suffered from the known complication. Not one expert said my client did anything wrong during the procedure. We are chalking this up to a situation where the jury just wasn't going to turn down this woman. End quote. If your blood is boiling right now, uh, same. Because this made me so mad. It's like legal gaslighting. Nobody said the procedure was botched. Calm down. Anyway, I'm way too fired up over that one. Well, those words came from the attorney and not from the doctor himself, I have to hope that they are not reflective of how the doctor truly felt. I did not find anything to indicate that the doctor's skill or competence was ever questioned. But unfortunately for Ms. Kane, even a perfectly performed ERCP still carries inherent risk a fact that she will remember every day for the rest of her life. For sources and additional show notes, follow the link in the episode summary to our website. If you'd like to see pictures related to the episodes and the Miss Medical podcast, you can find us on Instagram as Miss Medical Podcast. If you love Miss Medical and want to support the show, find us on Patreon where you can officially join the intern team. All episodes are written by myself and aim to be as factually accurate as possible. Music is an original composition recorded and produced by Jason Chamberlain. And of course, make sure you follow the podcast on your chosen platform so you never miss an episode.